better skills, better doctors. Join Rebecca Ong and Michael Peluso from TCM Hub as we go beyond the nuts and bolts of clinical practice to navigate some of the more challenging aspects of being a self-employed physician. Welcome to Better Skills, Better Doctors. We are your hosts, Rebecca Ong and Michael Peluso. Before we dive in, be sure to head over to tcm-hub.com and click Hub Community to join a network of your colleagues. There you can get help with your herbal medicine cases and get coached on topics covered in this podcast. Hub Community is only for those who are licensed practitioners of Chinese medicine and students who are enrolled in an accredited Chinese medicine program. Patient no-shows happen. Just about every one of you probably has some kind of policy in place in your clinic paperwork about no-shows and late cancellations. Usually it's something along the lines of if you miss your appointment or cancel outside a 24-hour period, then you'll be charged a fee. Pretty standard, and it's pretty straightforward. Yet, it's something that many of you struggle with. You have this policy in place because you want people to respect your time and respect other patients who otherwise could have filled that appointment slot. But then when it comes down to enforcing it, you balk. It's your primitive brain jumping in there and sees this unknown scary thing and it starts creating thoughts to help you talk yourself out of it by saying things like, is this really worth the potential backlash? I'm afraid they're going to leave me a bad review. They're going to hate me. Now every time I see them, it's going to be awkward. They're going to think I'm greedy. They're never going to come back. And on and on and on. You know, doomsday and worst case scenarios, right? And what's worse is you'll go on Facebook and you'll get advice from other people about it and you get answers that validate your doomsday thinking because charging for no-shows scares the crap out of them too. And, and this is the thing. This is the thing I hate about crowdsourcing for advice and answers on Facebook. There's always this assumption that other people know better than your own intuition, what's what's going on with that? Because, you know, here here's what happens most of the time is you ask your question, you end up getting like 60 answers, all kind of contradicting each other. And then in the end, it goes one of two ways. You get too many answers to choose from and you end up more confused or you find an answer that validates the answer that you already came up with yourself, but didn't trust yourself enough to move forward with it. This whole thing may just have to be a whole future episode, but I digress. Back to no-shows. When a patient no-shows and you don't enforce your policy, you end up paying three prices. One is the obvious loss of revenue from the patient not fulfilling their visit. The second is you end up building resentment and frustration. And then the third is the price you pay when you don't honor your commitment to yourself. So the patient no-shows on you, and then you no-show on yourself. It's like a double no-show. And the reason why this is a concern is because each time you don't honor your commitment to yourself, bit by bit, you degrade your ability to trust in yourself. And that is a problem. As an entrepreneur, it is so important that you have your own 
back. Because along the way, as you're growing, you'll have to make a lot of decisions and you'll have to make a lot of tough decisions and you're going to have to take risks. And when you don't have full trust in yourself and when you're constantly doubting yourself, it's really, really hard to have your own back. And so then you end up going outside to other people looking for the right answers and to other people to look out for you. And this, and this just makes the decision process harder. And then the more you'll spin an indecision, and then the more you get overwhelmed, and then the more burnt out you become. So all of this is a lesson in setting boundaries. Establishing a boundary can be as easy as creating an if-then statement. If X happens, then I will do this. So if blank, then I will blank. So notice that the consequence, the the second half of the sentence there, the then part, the consequence is an action that you will take. It's not, the consequence is not what you will do to someone else. It's really important to make that distinction. So here's a couple of examples in this context of no-shows. If you miss your appointment, then we will charge for the missed visit. Or if you miss three appointments, then we will cancel your future appointments. Pretty simple and straightforward and very clear. So there are three rules to setting boundaries. The first rule is that boundaries are something that we create for ourselves. They are not something that you put in place to control other people. People get this wrong all the time. A no-show policy is a boundary you create for yourself to honor your time and your staff's time and your other patient's time. It's not a way to threaten your patient to do your bidding. Rule number two, never set a boundary that you aren't willing to uphold no matter what. If you are not willing to uphold your promise to yourself of charging for no-shows, then take that policy out of your paperwork and out of your language today. I want you to ask yourself, if there is a consistent boundary violation, are you willing to sacrifice the relationship? If the answer is no, then remove the policy. If you are currently in a place where the fear of losing a patient or the fear of a patient reacting badly is stronger than what you receive by upholding an established boundary, then then get rid of it. You know, work, work on cleaning that up first and work on loving yourself first and then put the policy back whenever you're ready to do so. Rule number three, boundaries are set from a place of love, always. It's love for yourself, love for your staff, it's love for your clinic and what you've built and what you're building, and love for your patients, and even love for the boundary violator. If you set a boundary and it doesn't feel peaceful peaceful and loving, then you kind of need to reevaluate. Um, don't set any boundaries from a place of feeling manipulative or punishing or controlling. If it's feeling like that, then you need to start over. So here's a quote from Brene Brown. 
Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to be ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. I love this so much. The reason why setting and upholding boundaries feels uncomfortable is because it requires courage to set and uphold them. And if you're in a place where you need to muster up courage, it means that you're doing something that feels scary. So this is especially hard for you people pleasers out there. And as a recovering people pleaser, I see you. <laughs> I You feel comfortable when other people feel good. And when other people aren't happy, it makes you very uncomfortable. And then you try to do everything you can and you bend over backwards to make people happy, to make you feel better. I get it, but it doesn't work. You can't control other people's behavior and you can't control their emotions, no matter how much we try. So making your own happiness reliant on someone else feeling a certain way will always be a losing game for you. But this is why boundaries are so beautiful, especially for people pleasers. Because they establish a set of your own instructions that were created by you ahead of time by your future self. And you can just pull them out when a situation arises and they'll remind you how you decided ahead of time, how you decided you want to show up in that type of situation. So I would love to hear about your boundaries or your struggles with boundaries, or anything along that line, head over to Hub Community and start a conversation under the Ask a Coach forum section, and let's talk more about it. Thanks for listening, and talk to you next week. Rebecca Ong is a certified professional life coach for Chinese medicine physicians. She is not a certified financial planner, financial advisor, or accountant. Life coaching is not a substitute for therapy, medicine, or medical treatment. Anything discussed in this podcast is for general education and entertainment purposes only.